Okay, welcome back to Gospel Adorned. I'm Brianna. And I'm pregnant. <gasps> Shut up! <laughs> no way! Oh my oh, gosh, I'm going to cry! Congratulations! <laughs> oh my gosh! Give me a hug! Oh my gosh! Is that why you wanted to do a video? When I was at your house, yes, when I was at your house, I was like, I think she's pregnant. How? When was this? Last week. How far along are you? That's right. That's right. Um, Nine weeks. Okay, so by by the the time time we put this podcast out, you'll be good to tell people. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy. We're excited. Okay. Well, wow. (laughs) Start off with a... Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> On a high note. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. Wow. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's so it's special. Like middle of October. We're expecting our second child. Ah, oh, so. I can't wait. Oh, I, I knew. Know. I don't know how I knew. I was like looking at you and I'm like, I have such a feeling that she's really? pregnant right now. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. Trying to wear loose clothes and stuff. <laughs> Well, I won't tell anybody. Your secret's safe with me Thanks. until we launch this podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now, everybody knows. Now I get to share it with you and all the viewers. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm so excited. So <laughs> okay. All right. So. so our theme is, and I'm Gabriella, by the way, to our <laughs> listeners who haven't heard. <laughs> yes. Um. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Regroup from that excitement. But all right. Well, today we're going to be talking about friendship. Yep. Yeah, I just want to, we're going to touch on the importance of friendship, um, which I guess we can just jump right into it since we're short on time today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we were made for companionship. In the beginning, you know, when God made Adam, he saw that it was not good and Mm -hmm. that he needed a companion and that's Mm -hmm. why he created women. And this also applies to our friendships. Mm -hmm. We are made for companionships were made for friends were made for spouses mm-hmm. and yeah right yeah so. I was just thinking about this topic when you we talked about it um just that relationships and friendship it's one of God's common graces that he gives to all people uh whether they're in Christ or not and we're going to talk about that what it's like friendships with unbelievers and then we'll talk about biblical friendships but um just how beautiful and wonderful it is to have relationships in our lives who um, we can pour into and um, receive just all the blessings that friends give us. And even our spouses, they're our best friends, you know. Yeah. And um, even the Lord wanted to have relationship with us, so he sent his son to die for our sins. And even the Trinity in and of itself is like three in one. Yeah. It's just God created relationship and it's just a beautiful thing. So we wanted to talk about that. Yeah. And I feel like going through um, my walk with Christ, friendships have been such an important part, um, whether it's losing friends mm-hmm. or gaining wonderful friends right. that encourage me. Mm-hmm. And kind of like give without an expectation behind yeah. it type of thing and to give sacrificially and, and love one another. And it just is an example of what Christ did for the church as we model his love yeah. towards others. And as you were talking about like friendships that come and go, 
I definitely had a lot of that. I feel like everyone does. And there might be like a corny phrase out there that a friend might be in your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. Yes. So we have those categories of people we could think of. (laughs) Yeah. And I I always think about that too. Mm -hmm. And just like I said, so when I was starting my walk with Christ and I was saved, Mm -hmm. I since then have lost a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest parts besides giving up your sin. Right. One of the hardest parts in being a Christian is losing friends. Mm -hmm. And some of them were because I had to set that boundary Mm -hmm. of no longer, um, wanting to participate in the sin with them. And then they decided from there that if we're not going to participate in the sin together, then Mm -hmm. there's no reason for us to be friends. Yeah. Because maybe that was the biggest common denominator (laughs) that brought you guys together. You met at a party, you you go to bars all the time, whatever. And then all of a sudden you are transformed from the inside out and your desires change just as mine did when that happened, um, when we were saved. So that common ground you had with them is no longer there. And it's like, what's the foundation? Right. There is not. <laughs> right. And it's so difficult. And I mm-hmm. mean, I'm blessed for the friends that were still like, we disagree on some things, but are still willing to yeah. accept my boundaries and respect my boundaries. Right. Yeah. And still be friends Can with still me. still be in your life. Kind yeah. Of without that right. sin relationship that we had. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, going through this, I would always think, you know, am I supposed to be friends with non-believers? Like, what does the Bible say about this, about us being friends with people who don't have the same beliefs as us? Are we, should we be friends with them or Mm -hmm. do we keep them at a distance or do we cut them off? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And I think that's different for every person and every circumstance. And like you said, are they a stumbling block? for that sin in your life that used to be there? Or is there something deeper besides that sin or common ground that you once shared that is no longer? Um, Is there like childhood memories that makes it something deeper that you can continue friendship with them? Because I don't see anywhere in scripture where it says that you can't be friends with an unbeliever. We are to be in this world, but not of this world. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we, we don't hide under a rock and we don't just congregate with the people that believe the same things as us. There's um, coworkers and people in our lives that we want to reach for Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's good to be in people's lives and uh, have a relationship with them. And I think a lot of people who are not believers or have not received salvation yet, who I've been friends with, think that because I've set these new standards for myself mm-hmm. that I don't want to be their friend and that mm-hmm. I think I'm better than them. Yeah. And that's an just unfair not assumption. the case. <laughs> yeah. That's just not the case. Right. And because I want them to also mm-hmm. repent of their sins and come with me. And yeah. one way that we love is by bringing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is how we can love our friends that's the main way we can love our friends is to just spur them on and bring them to christ Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I would say with non-believers, it's the toughest part is just them having the stigma of, you know, you're a Christian and now you can't be my friend. And that's not the case. Right. Mm -hmm. And you and I have talked about that kind of boundary that you set or that realization that they're not no longer going to be the closest friend in your life anymore. (laughs) Like the closest person Um, I mean, you can still go to them with things and and tell them about things in your life, but it's just so different when it comes to biblical friendships. There's just so much depth. Yeah, and I mentioned this to you before, but we have, it's like almost like levels Mm -hmm. to friendships. Like you have um, your inner circle who you talk to every day and you share everything with, and then you have Mm -hmm. the people that you keep in touch with maybe like once a month or just check in. How are you doing? And then you have the acquaintances that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are going back to your hometown or whatever, and you see Mm -hmm. them in passing, you say, hi, hello, catch up for a little bit. Yeah. And then you have those friends. So I guess whenever you are a Christian, it's so hard to have those innermost friends being Mm non-believers. And because when you, when you think about your friends, what's one thing that you do with them is you tell them mm-hmm. what's going on in your life mm-hmm. and you want advice right. from them. Right. That's mm-hmm. one of the main purposes of friendship is to get advice from them and to help them and serve them mm-hmm. in ways that you can, you know, and you can give them vi- advice and you can offer them advice and pray with each other and pray for each other. Right. And if you have a friend that's that close to you and they're a non-believer and they come to you mm-hmm. and they don't want you to, pray with them and they don't or they don't want you to serve them in a godly way Mm -hmm. then it's hard for you to have that friendship and vice versa if they can't pray for you Mm -hmm. and give you that good advice that godly advice and that godly wisdom then it's it's hard to keep them so close and share those close intimate details of your life with them Mm -hmm. right I think about the one another's like bearing one another's burdens and praying for one another even to the point of like confessing sin with one another with Christians, you're going to be like iron sharpens iron, wanting to spur the other person on in the faith, help them towards holiness as we'll get into. Um, But you just don't have that. You don't have any of that with um, someone who's not in Christ. Yeah. So I guess my advice would be the best way to keep those friends that are non-believers is to just set those boundaries with them and let them know, Mm -hmm. Hey, I love you. And even though my life has changed and I don't go out drinking anymore, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we can't be friends. Like if you want to hang out, come over, we'll have coffee, we'll make food, we'll, you know, have a movie night Mm -hmm. or we can go walking, we can go to the gym, go bowling, do whatever that doesn't involve those and activities right those those influences um that can bring you down because I know early in my walk with Christ I would still want to go to the bars and try to reach people for Christ in those settings of parties and stuff but you think about the verse which I'll quote in the show notes but that bad company corrupts good morals yeah and that's what it says in scripture and it it's not the other way around it's not like good you know, morals are going to change bad company. (laughs) Like, obviously you want to point them to truth, 
but you can't be in a setting where sin is taking place and you're associating with that and you're influenced yourself by that and it could cause you to stumble. And I think I mentioned in previous episodes that one of my personal convictions is that I did away with drinking altogether a few years ago. Um, But that was like way down the line of being a Christian. But anyway, that was just something I wanted to caution and warn the Christian for those kind of influences. Yeah, and we're (laughs) also not supposed to encourage sin. So if, if you're going out to the bars with your friends and like, say you're just not drinking, but you're still going there, you're driving them there, you're taking yeah. them there and you're mm-hmm. encouraging them, get as drunk as you want. I'm driving. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Like you're still encouraging that sin and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, we're right. not supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, we're to be set apart unto godliness yeah. and, and it's okay to say, you know, that's not something I do anymore and just stand yeah. firm on that. <laughs> yeah. And I think the the biggest thing to realize is you are different Mm -hmm. from the rest of the world. And that's something that in the parenting class at church they talk about is teaching your kids that they are going to be different. Yes. But Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. You don't want to be like the rest of the world and you're going to be different than everybody else. And that's just what you like. You're going to be different than your friends and things are going to change. So set those boundaries and be the light in their life Mm -hmm. and point them towards Christ, evangelize to them. Uh, The best way to lead somebody to Christ is through having a relationship with them because they trust you. And if they are coming to you for advice Mm -hmm. and they're open to that, then give them that godly advice. And even if, you know, God forbid, but crisis comes in their life, you might be the closest person to Christ that they know. Yeah, that can point them to truth and the answer to, you know, all of life's sufferings is the hope that we have in Christ. Yeah. So it's definitely important to, um, especially with family too. And that's a whole other topic that we've talked about before, but family who are unbelievers just wanting to still be in their life and invest in the relationship and, um, you know, not do things purposefully that are going to harm the relationship or, put a wedge between it so yeah so it is okay to be friends with non-believers just analyze those friendships and if they become toxic and you realize that they're encouraging you to sin or they don't respect those boundaries Mm -hmm. then that's when it's time to maybe address it and if they don't respond then you may need to cut them off and that's the hardest part or they may just leave and it's sad. And I feel like sometimes breaking up with a friend is like breaking up with a boyfriend. Yeah. It's it really tough is. and it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you get so close with those people and you have so many memories with them, especially if you were friends with them mm-hmm. your whole life yeah. and now your life is changing right. and you just grow apart. Mm-hmm. It is sad. Yeah. But God's sovereign over yeah. all of it. Um, so moving on to like friendships with believers and the body of Christ in general, I just wanted to mention just that it's this union with Christ that makes the friendship so much deeper. Um, Yeah. And just that we are united with Christ and with the body of Christ in um, a way that we are like one with God, um, one with one another. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to, um, it's like, it becomes like a family. Right. More than just like a friendship. 
Yeah. I always refer to my best friend. She's my like my sister Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. and she's been so important in my walk with Christ because we both came to Christ together Mm -hmm. and we started going to a Bible study at the same time. And then we just grew together and blossomed Mm -hmm. in that. Right. And it's been one of the most encouraging friendships. Mm -hmm. And without that, I don't know if I would have, I obviously would have come to Christ, Mm -hmm. but, um, God used her, God used her. Yeah. In in my life life Mm -hmm. to encourage me in my word and come to Christ when I did. So, and just being able to go to her and you and, and then meeting you at church Mm -hmm. and just having those friendships that you can go to and learn from them Mm -hmm. because if they're being poured into and then they can pour into you as well right and just like the family aspect I mean we met and right away we hit it off we have a lot in common (laughs) and we're sisters in Christ and we can say that and you know it's it's deeper than blood it's like just this connection unlike any other and I wanted to mention even above our friendships even above our spouse is Christ, um, yes. our ultimate friend, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And he loved us so much that he laid down his life for us. John fifteen thirteen says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. He, you know, created relationship and, and desired relationship with those who he died for. And it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then I also feel when you're friends with other believers, they understand friendship in a biblical way Mm -hmm. and they're able to be the friend to you that you are also to them. I mean, friendships aren't a give and take. They just aren't. We're here to serve other people. And uh, by no means am I saying, you know, you, you always want to get something out of the friendship, but it is hard to have a friendship that's a one-way street. Yeah. And consistently. Yeah, consistently. So, you're not serving them to get something back, but it is important to have relationships with people who can who are also serving you mm-hmm. and who want to have that biblical friendship with you as well that you can, you know, learn from each other. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important part of a friendship. Yeah. Yeah, to spur one another on and um, to encourage them with scripture. I have a friend who's always sending me uh, verses that she's meditating on or hymns that she's listening to. And um, it's just amazing how God can use those things. Something that encouraged her to um, give me comfort in my day. And even... Something that I'm passionate about, I've spoken about, is Bible memory and just challenging one another to put scripture on your heart and to be in accountability with each other, um, sharing each other's verses with one another, and just pushing one another on to do more, to want to know more. And it's not like a workspace thing. It's just a love for God that you both have that gets you both fired up to want to do more. Yeah. And when, and when you have that encouragement from them, like you said, it just creates this bond that is so strong and mm-hmm. it gets so deep mm-hmm. and you just, cause you both have this understanding of what life is mm-hmm. and what 
what the purpose is and why we're here. Right. Because you and have the same framework, the same yeah. worldview that, you know, we were made to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yeah. And yeah. So the purpose in friendship is to glorify God together and, you know, to grow in holiness and sanctification. Yeah. And I mean, we're called to have fellowship with other believers and fellowship is something you can't have with unbelievers. Right. Exactly. It's, it's not something that, specific yeah, for believers. it's very specific <laughs> and it's not some, yeah, exactly what you said. I'm not going to repeat what you said, but I was going to, <laughs> yeah. So well, we have that verse, um, for what fellowship does light have with darkness? And it doesn't, um, in second Corinthians six and yeah, it's just the yeah, fellowship for, of the saints that you have. The saints being the believers in Christ. Yeah. The called out ones. And we're, we're also called to confront the sins. Yeah. In the lives of our believing friends. Right. And and when you are friends with people who are also going to hold you accountable as well. Right. And confront your sins also and let you know, hey, you know, you you're falling off a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. let's come back. And we're supposed to do that as well in their lives because like it says in James five, nine through 19 through 20, my brothers, if anyone among you wonders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings him brings back a sinner from his wondering will save his soul from death Mm -hmm. and will cover a multitude of sins. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's such an important aspect of friendship also to be able to do that with one another. Right. And it could, you know, be a self-check and it might hurt your pride a little bit if some if someone points something out in your life. And before even doing that, you should, as um, the Gospels talk about, like remove the log from your own eye before you want to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Right. Um, but it it is so important to con front those things. I would want anyone in my life if I was in unrepentant sin to just confront that and yeah. let me know <laughs> that this is a blind spot or whatever it is or you're just like not listening to yeah. your conscience or the Holy Spirit. Um and I think that also encourages honesty in your friendship as well. Yeah. So when you have these friendships with other believers, you can be so much more honest with them and mm-hmm. so much more upfront with them than having to kind of like beat around the bush or Mm -hmm. because even with your your friends that aren't believers you don't want to lie to them you don't want to give them false love you want to be truthful with them give them what they need and point them to christ but it is a lot harder and it's not received as well as with believers because they will realize okay you're supposed to be doing this and Mm -hmm. you're right I need to fix this and I need to check myself. Right. Another verse um, that relates to all this in Galatians 6, 1 through 2, I just wanted to read is, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So I feel like, that kind of summar- summarizes a lot that we said. Um, but to do it in a spirit of gentleness and yeah. to be watchful that you don't fall into temptation, to bear one another's burdens. 
there's so many um, exhortations in scripture about friendships that um, this isn't an, an exhaustive list. But yeah. Was there any other traits of a good friend um, that were on your mind? Yeah. So one of them is in Proverbs twelve twenty six. It just talks about how, you know, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So you want to guide them Mm -hmm. towards Christ. That's how we can be a good friend. And that's how we can also look for a good friend, someone who's going to guide you and not lead, lead you astray. Yeah. And you also want to do that in return. Because scripture, again, I'll have to find the reference, but talks about the two paths. So one being the straight and narrow and the other is the wide path that leads to destruction. Yeah. So if you see someone who proclaims, professes the name of Christ, and yet they're walking in a way that is unworthy of the call, they're walking the wide path, you can see that it's ungodly. Perhaps they're just new in their faith and they're just not convicted in these ways um, so that you can draw them back to the straight and narrow path. And that's the most loving thing to do. Yeah. And also, like I said before, serving one another in Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it says, do not do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Mm -hmm. So are you putting your friends before you? Are their needs Mm -hmm. above your needs? And I mean, of course you need to be right with God before you can be a good friend. So that needs to be your top priority. And then also just put them before yourself, serve them. What can you do to help them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with the help of the Holy Spirit that... Only the Holy Spirit's help makes it possible to serve in such a way right? Um, that is selfless because um, it's not something natural for us to do. We want to serve ourselves, take care of ourselves, but scripture says to put others' needs above your own. Yeah, and don't mix that up with, you know, if you are friends with someone who is a very selfish person and can always take, 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 but right, never right. wants to give, 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 and we are called to serve people But if it starts to break you down and it just becomes exhausting to the Mm -hmm. point where you're kind of losing yourself Mm -hmm. in serving them, Mm -hmm. then you need to take a step back and look at that friendship and say, okay, you know, yeah, I'm trying to serve them, but how can I, you know, set a boundary here that takes care of, you know, yourself or guards your heart. Yeah, that you can also guard your heart as well. Um, because if you're just emptying your cup yeah. and you're not filling it back up, mm-hmm. then it, it's not a good friendship. Right. That's a good thing. I'm, and another one from 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Um, it's the chapter on love, pretty much. <laughs> How love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I think it ends with like, love never fails. Yeah. And again, it's like bearing not only the good, but the bad, the ugly <laughs> And then I love this part, the believes all things. Yeah. Um, believing the best about someone, mm-hmm. no matter the doubt. So the giving them the benefit of the doubt and hopes all things and endures all things with them. Um, so that's really for a true friend, um, which applies to marriage and obviously love because love is in all our relationships yeah. as a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... 
Just take a look at yourself. Self-examine yourself. Are you being a good friend to your friends? Have you been serving your friends? Mm -hmm. And are there relationships in your life that you feel like are just emptying your cup and you're not being able to fill it back up? Right. Um, Yeah, those are all good things to consider. How we can serve in the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess, all we have today on friendship. (laughs) And this is such an extensive topic (laughs) because it is. There's so much more we can say, but hard um, to keep it short. But we'll probably get into other areas next time. Yeah. Um, But next time we want to talk about discipleship. Yes. And specifically uh, back to like Titus 2, how the older and the younger walking along one, one another and spurring one another on in the faith. So we thought friendship was a good way to kick that topic off Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah if you like this video would love it if you would share it with someone you know and give us a rating or review (laughs) (laughs) and yeah we hope you have a blessed day Um, just want to close this out in prayer before we go okay dear god thank you so much for the relationships you've given us the friendships in our lives Um, We think about those who are apart from Christ, and we desire nothing more than to remember them in prayer and to ask that you would change their heart of stone to a heart of flesh, Mm -hmm. that they would acknowledge their sin before a holy God and their need for a Savior that is found in Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins. We pray also for our biblical friendships that we have. We are so grateful for the lives that you have placed in our path. And we pray that we can be a good friend and serve them, expecting nothing in return, and that we can love as Christ loved the church. And um, we just pray that we can be an encouragement to the body of Christ and continue to be an example to those in our lives. We thank you for this podcast, this opportunity. We pray for our listeners, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.